Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I'm so glad you're here. As you know, purpose gives you confidence, confidence that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, even if you haven't figured out how to do it yet. Purpose provides certainty that what you're doing does matter. And when you act with purpose, you project strength, authority, and authenticity. Because of that, I am so excited to share season four with you and all the tools, resources, and shared wisdom that will help you build and keep the confidence and self-esteem you need to be brave and also to live the life God has for you. Being confident about our purpose helps us stay in our lane and eliminates comparisons. Now, if you are looking for some one-on-one coaching to help break down self-doubt and rebuild your self-esteem, be sure to schedule a free discovery call with me today. You can access that link on my website at amydebrick.com. But for now, let's get started. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. Today, I am so excited to have you uh, listen to my conversation with my good friend, Clara Rose. Clara is a literary strategist that helped me in a million ways when I first started writing. Um, She is like the ultimate cheerleader in addition to her mad um, editing and just the whole skills when it comes to writing. So, uh, Clara, welcome. Uh, I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you. This is awesome. This I haven't had an opportunity to be on your podcast yet, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself before we kind of dive in on, you know, this is the Savoring uh, Our Summer series, and I really would love to have you talk to the listeners, writers and non-writers, about just the importance of getting our words down. So before we do that, though, share a little bit about um, who you are and uh, what you're doing here. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm Claire Rose and I have been a, a writer, editor, publisher for uh, more years than I'd like to admit, <laughs> right? Because it sort of <laughs> tells you how old I am, but I started doing it full time in 2009. So I literally have been writing forever and ever. Um, wrote my first book when I was 11. I totally wish that I had kept it or I, but I, of course I didn't, I lost it over the years, but I'm sure it was like horrendous, but I knew at 11 that I was going to be a writer, right? I was going to be a writer. And I, you know, took notebook paper and strung it together with yarn. And I wrote my first book, right? So that was um, when I was 13, my mother had a friend who was a, a children's book author. And she was having a difficult pregnancy. And she said, Hey, I need a story um, for my, my next book. Maybe Clara would be interested. And so I actually wrote a children's story for, um, and of course, you know, as a teenager, I just wrote the story and gave it to her and it became her next book, her children's book. So I could probably research and figure out what that was, but over the years I've, I've lost track but that just solidified, oh yeah, this is totally who I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a writer. And then of course, in college, I did um, focus on communication a lot and just have a love of reading, writing, editing, just, to, it just is a natural thing for me. So I've, for many years, I've been writing. I have um, multiple books that, that I've published for myself, but way beyond that, I have had the privilege of helping so many people um, achieve that dream of becoming a published author. And so that has been a great joy in my life. And I continue to love to help people just like you to 
put their their story out to the world or or even something fun like your mother's project, your mother's book. That's just is such a satisfying, such an exciting thing to be a part of. So um that's that's who I am and what I do what I do. And I'm here to talk about writing over the summer, which is also a fun topic for me. Yeah. So for those when when Clara just referenced my mom's book, <clears throat> and this just totally speaks into who Clara is and just how inspiring she is. I had similar to what she was, you were sharing about your own writing a, a book early on. My mother had written this book. She wrote it in a, <laughs> the pages of a photo album, you know, with the little uh, circles that go in, you know, to hook on or whatever. When my niece, my, my oldest niece was born. So over 30 years ago, and she just hand wrote it. She just hand wrote it and drew these pictures. And cause she's an artist also. And so for my mom's 80th birthday, we decided to dig it out, find the book and have um, Clara help us put that into an actual real book. And my son did the illustrations and worked with, with he and I and trying to get this book published. And we did, and we had it published and it was, it was really an incredible experience. Um, just seeing something that she had done like kind of what you're talking about. And I hope that you can find some of those books that you did, Clara, because that was just an amazing process. And a lot of times we don't think about that kind of stuff when we're talking about writing books, but that just goes to the next level of where you've always just given your your efforts and, and all of that and making that dream come true for her. So that was just a little special sidebar that I wanted to share. But today we are talking about savoring the summer and what that looks like with writing, you know, a lot of times uh, when you are a writer, you sometimes can get off the fall off the wagon of your normal writing routine, right? When the routine itself changes, sometimes our writing changes. And today, even though we are speaking about writing, it, this also is speaking to the non-writer, the non-author that maybe is just somebody who would appreciate journaling and really uh, just the reflection of what their summer has been. So I thought we could kind of talk a little bit about both of that today. And, but I wanted to just kind of start with why, can you tell the listeners why it is important to really keep up with writing over the summer, whatever that looks like in whatever capacity that is? Well, I think the most important thing is um, writing is a habit, right? When you, when you write consistently, it becomes habitual and you, you likely have heard the phrase force of habit, but you may not understand that the force of habit, even though it sounds like a platitude or, you know, something that people just say, oh, force of habit, I did that out of force of habit. The force of habit is um, really strong. There's a deep seated truth in that. There's actual neural pathways in our brain created when we create new habits. And when we stop doing something and a different habit replaces it, it's like starting over, right? So it's like exercising and then, oh, I'm taking the summer off. I'm not going to exercise this summer. What does that feel like in the fall when you start over? Think that one through, right? Or, you know, any habit that you want to sustain, if you stop long enough and summer, that's, that's three months, right? Or even two months, that is long enough to replace that, that habit and rewrite those neural pathways in your brain, right? Then you literally get to start over to recreate that habit. So just continuing it 
and it can even look different, but continuing the habit of writing is really important. Yeah. Well, how would you say we can keep up on it without letting it overwhelm us? So, cause you know, summer you feel like, well, I don't want everything to be as rigid and, and, and quite as routine. I want to have the flexibility. So what's a, a, a great way to kind of still keep doing that, but not letting it be where it's becoming like a chore, I guess is what I mean to say. Right, right. Well, and sometimes it's just a matter of changing it up. So if you're not in the middle, if you're not a writer working on a book, right, it can become as simple as I'm just going to journal instead. And even 30 minutes a day, right? If you think of it as self-care, writing is therapeutic, right? To start with. And that consistency of getting something, uh, keeping that habit in place. So there's more than one benefit to it, right? So when you journal, if that want to spend your 30 minutes in the summer journaling, instead of writing on a project, if you're journaling, you're self-care therapeutic. You're also remembering in the future, you'll be able to look back at things that may have faded out of your memory. So for instance, I've been journaling since I was like 13. I, I love to journal, love to just capture my thoughts about the day or what happened or you know, whatever is occupying my, my thought patterns that day, get it out, written out, put it away. And then, you know, weeks later, months later, years later, when you look back at that, you're going to see things that you've totally forgotten right? Our brain only has so much space to remember things and it selectively removes things it deems unimportant, right? So it just like gets rid of these thoughts, these, these memories that are just not important according to your brain. Then you look back at them and you go, oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that I, you know, had a painting phase or <laughs> yeah, whatever. I totally yeah. forgot that about my, my child or my spouse or my oh yeah, that was a good time or, or whatever, right? So there's just so many great benefits to journaling, whether you're a writer or not. It's just, it's just good for you. Yeah. Well, so here's something interesting and I'd love to hear your um, feedback on this. So I was reading the other day about the difference between capturing memory on your phone, like a camera, right? And actually just capturing the memory by writing it down. And so one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that their findings were more people. And I believe this 100% because this has been my experience. The people that actually captured it with their phone and went back to it, couldn't really recall all the specifics around it because they were so preoccupied on just snapping it with their phone, but they weren't really locked into the moment. Whereas right. the who captured the memory and wrote it down were able to go back and recall and, and reflect on what they were feeling like, the whole experience. And so I thought that was really fascinating. And it was funny because I caught myself recently in a moment where um, Adeline, my youngest, was receiving an award. We, we got a notification in the mail they come out every year where it's like, oh, your child is going to be the recipient of a, of a re award at this uh, award ceremony. And so we, you know, you just come. So you don't really know when that's going to happen, what it's for. You're just waiting in, in the audience, right? Well, I was so focused on thinking I need to capture this when she gets called because I don't know when it's going to be. 
And I had my phone ready and, you know, your phone after a while times out and you're playing with the camera back on. And I'm not kidding you. They called her name. The phone was black. I'm fumbling around with it. By the time I hit, you know, play on the video, she was coming off of the stage. So I thought there's a perfect example where if I had just not even engaged with my phone, set it aside and just been present in the moment and really captured that memory. And then later came home and wrote it down. That would have been way more special than what had actually occurred. And so I just wondered what your thoughts were on, you know, there is a difference between capturing stuff, but with your phone, and I know everyone is more prone to do that. And I'm not saying that it's not great to have photo memories, but there is something about capturing it and recalling. And like you're saying too, it's a whole experience and feeling that you're revisiting when you go back and read your right. words, wouldn't you say? Yes. And it's actually totally different than writing is totally different than snapping a photo, right? You snap a photo in the moment, right? So even if you're fully present and paying attention and go, oh, I'm going to snap this photo or whatever, you capture the photo, where does that photo live? Well, likely in the cloud, <laughs> right? right? So unless you're super intentional about pulling that out of the cloud and making a physical copy of it and putting it somewhere where you can revisit it, you will likely never see it again, right? Or maybe, you know, somewhere down the road as you're scrolling through your pictures, trying to find something specific, you'll run across it and go, oh yeah, right? Oh, that was special. But it, it or likely, where was that? What was that about? Right? Because you, it wasn't so indelible in your brain. It was just a moment, a fleeting moment. But when you write something, now you can type stuff out, but it still doesn't create the same connection between your brain as when you physically write it out by hand. So there's something to that. But when you write it out and really describe, because a picture captures the visuals, you have to capture the visuals in writing with words right? So you have to, to actually say, you know, here's how I was feeling. This is how the stage looked. Here's, this is a much deeper experience capturing that moment in writing than snapping a quick picture. So of course, it's going to stay with you longer because you've thought through the process. Plus, this is an interesting new thing that I just learned, that the memories that are strongest in us are ones that are attached to deep emotion. Right. So if you can, if there's a deep emotion attached to something, you're going to remember it longer. And so as you write that out and you express that emotion, experience that emotion again, it's like re-imprinting that, right? You lived it once and then you relive it as you write it out. So that becomes a stronger memory in our mind. So something to that for sure. Yeah. that I love that. That's a great idea. As I've hit 50, Every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I, I can't remember what that was. <laughs> right? Oh, wait, what did I say? What did I see? So uh, what I've been doing lately, and this may seem kind of like a silly practice, but it's actually been helping me to recall and do things later is as simple as grabbing a post-it now and writing down like Addie's whatever, or, you know, whatever this was today, just, just to get that locked down. So then later when I do have right. the time, because we don't always have the time in that moment, 
but to even get a few words down to know this is what I want to write about. And then it does force right. you to recall that memory later. So okay. have you seen that before? Or is it just sound like an old lady thing? No, no actually, it's, I don't think it's an old lady thing. I'm older than you are, my friend. But I have to just, of course, you're, you know, the people listening can't see this, but I'm just going to, for your own enjoyment and benefit, I'm going to just flash for you a couple of things that are sitting here on my desk. Oh yeah. Well, I'm no, I'm a no person all day long. Yeah. Clara's while, while we're doing this, she's showing me about at least seven post-it notes with separate notes on them. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm writing down notes while she and I are talking, trying to capture things, but no, I do think that that's a good practice. And so I wanted to also just, uh, before we close here, really have you share maybe a simple um, discipline or practice to get people started that have never journaled before. Okay. Um, obviously this is kind of a, a little hack that I'm doing when I want to just keep my thought present, but I don't have time until later to, to really thoughtfully write that out. What about that person who's never done it before? And this was like, gosh, that does sound great, but I just, I've never done it. And sometimes just even something simple like that feels overwhelming because it sounds like something new that we have to start <laughs> and learn to do, but it's not that hard. But so can you give a, a really good um, discipline or practice to really get somebody started so they can enjoy that, what that process is? Yeah. So I think that, um, especially for women, this can be true, um, that you want to start with getting yourself a journal or something that makes you happy. Right? I have, you know, like five of them sitting right here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah. So finding one that's specifically for you to journal in, right? So that it's not like a notepad you're going to use for other things, but it's specific for um, you journaling. And then I like to start in the front by like dating it, right? So this is when I'm starting this journaling journey, right? This is when I'm starting this. And then picking a time every day um, that you are consistent with it is super helpful. Like I like to journal and actually my new book that's coming out this fall, Seasonal Matters, is um, about figuring out uh, in your season of life, right, what uh, is going to work for you because things change in our in the different seasons of our life. So in the season, this season of your life that you're in, if getting up early because you have little people or you have kids to worry about or whatever, if that works better for you, give yourself that gift and set the alarm 30 minutes earlier and give yourself, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. Me, I don't love mornings other than my coffee. <laughs> I like to do it at the end of my day, right? Where I'm just before I go to sleep and it's just like an, an, an unloading of my mind, right? Onto, into my journal. And I just, even if it's 15, even if it is one sentence, right? If you can boil it down to, what one thing happened today that I want to remember or what one thing happened today that I'm thankful for. Gratitude is a big one. What one thing happened today that um, made me happy, made me sad, made me whatever it is, right? Even if you capture one sentence, that's okay. But what you'll find is that one sentence will become two. And like, if you're totally exhausted that day and it's two sentences, you're like, okay, I did what I needed to do. Good night. <laughs> <All right. laughs> or whatever. Right. right. 
it, it will grow. It's the consistency of sitting down, opening that journal, getting your pen and saying, I'm going to capture at least a sentence. I'm going to capture something in my journal and it will grow. And there will be days where, you know, I'm writing in my journal and I'm flipping the page and I keep writing and flipping the page. I'm like, holy cow, you know, 10 pages later, I've just journaled. I had a lot to say, right? I had a lot in my brain to dump out. And then you've captured it somewhere and your brain doesn't have to hold on to it, right? We only have so much mental um, space and our brain kicks out anything that it deems unnecessary, unworthy, right? But it really is just about that daily habit, bite size, you know, and it's the same is true with any goal, right? Small, consistent steps towards any project or any goal is, is where the magic happens that every day I'm going to open this and I'm going to capture something every day. Feel free to have it. And all the other benefits of journaling will then become uh, available to you over time. The, the therapy, the, the remembrance, the self-care piece of it will all start with that single small habit of just one sentence. Anybody could do that. One sentence, small commitment to yourself. Yeah. And it's so worth it. And it's so funny, Clara, because you will see all of that come together, the self-care, the, you know, just the release of all those emotions and things that you're hanging on to. I mean, one of the, the, probably the best things, and at the time I wasn't even thinking about it, thinking about it as journaling, but, uh, when I had a lot of anxiety years ago, and that was one of the practices is that they had told me to do was before you put your head on the pillow, get off of your mind, like write on paper, everything that is running through your mind right now. So it, it was a, it was a different sort of journaling, but it was, it still gave me that release. Like you're talking about of just getting everything out of my head, which was a huge form of self-care. And so it's nice to be able to see all of that kind of, uh, work together and just what you're getting down. Cause like you said, some days, maybe you, maybe you can only come up with even one, one sentence or two sentences. And some days it is a brain dump and it's just, but it's good to get that out. And so however you use it after the fact, it's almost kind of irrelevant. Like you said, maybe you want to yes. read it the next day. Maybe you want to read it five years from now, but it's out and it's there and it's not going anywhere. Well, I really appreciate it. I think that writing things down, you know, as I've always been a, a list maker and a, a note taker, but journaling is something separate. I'm going to challenge myself for an eight week over the summer of just making sure that I'm committed to that every day. And just because sometimes, you know, you can do it and not do it, but this summer, um, this is one of the commitments that, that I'm making to myself. And I'm going to try to loop my daughters in with me and have it be a I love that a, a, a mother daughter thing where we are committed every day to what our summer looks like. So thank you so much, Clara, for being on. I think writing is a beautiful way to savor the summer. And again, it, it's, you can be a writer with like author writer, or you could just be someone writing for yourself and your own needs. And I think it's just as important. So I appreciate all your wisdom. And, and if you are looking for some writing strategy and master, and I use that that's an understatement. Master editor. Thank you. <laughs> she has edited my words for years and thank God for that. Um, <laughs> definitely. I will in the show notes have all information on Clara. You can, you can seek her out separately. So thank you so much for being on. It's always a great time talking with you. My pleasure, my friend.
Well, friend, that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to the Life on Purpose podcast so I can continue spreading encouragement and confidence. And if you haven't already, I would love if you would grab a copy of our book, Embolden. Embolden is an encouragement journal that I co-wrote with my oldest daughter, and its purpose is to meet women where they are today, but to not leave them there. So until next time, keep living your life on purpose, and God bless. 